Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Now, I didn't do one last week, but I would have been fresh off the um, doubleheader that weekend. Uh, myself and two of my clients, we drove from uh, Dundee, which is where I stay, in Scotland, to uh, South Wales, um, Swansea, for an NFM UK show on the Friday. That took us nine hours, I think it was, in the car, uh, where Chris and Stacia did incredibly well, I think, from that day. They walked away with um, four top threes between them. It was like one first, a couple of seconds, and a couple and a third or something like that. Uh, then on the, the after it, uh, after anything, so we stayed in Wales on the the Friday, and then we drove from Wales to Manchester on the Saturday night because they were doing PC in Manchester the next day, which uh, was an incredibly successful day again. Uh, Chris took the win in class two. And Stacia came third in Masters Bikini. Um, could have went either way for in, uh, in Masters, whether she got second or third. Um, and then the same on in FMK the day before, where she actually did take second between her and the winner. It was a really close call um, on both occasions, and she's narrowly missed out. But um, both had a, had a tremendous season, you know, so successful and been so grateful to be a part of, of both their journeys. Their season has now ended, and they are now in... Um, an off-season phase and that sort of crucial post-show period that we all know is super important. It can be really, really challenging, but they are sort of experienced athletes and have done it before. So you could say my job is a, a little bit easier, but um, I think that past weekend was show number 16 and 17 of the year for me in regards to the ones I've attended. And I think by the time the season's finished, it'll be close to 22. So this coming weekend um, at UKFBA, um, in rugby, or sorry, I'm in rugby at the UKFBA Heart of England um, regional, which is the last regional before their finals. Two athletes competing: Chris Rendell, who you know, guys competed in Dubai a few weeks ago, and Gregor. So, Chris Rendell, um, as you know, has done incredibly well, and will continue to do well. Those of you that don't know who Gregor is, go on my Instagram, check him out. He uh, he's natty, but he's he's never done a natty fed before, which is crazy. He's always done. Uh, shows up in Scotland, uh, bar one, two bro show down south. Uh, so the ones in Scotland he did, he was a junior, but they were just local ones uh, where he actually won anyway. Uh, won the juniors and, and did open as well, and then did did really well in two bros in uh, 20, 2021. Or was it? Yeah. 20, no, he did. Yeah, 2021, he did the, uh, the show that was in a tent outside in Maidenhead. Molly did that show as well, for those of you remember my client Molly and Neil. But um, anyway, rambling, either way, that for me is about a six-hour drive again, so back on the road this weekend, but it'll be worth it. Those guys are looking fucking sick. Um, and yeah, we're getting to the, the arse end of the season now, right? There's not many, um, well, there's still a lot of shows left, I suppose, but it's only a couple of months until the season's all wrapped up and done. I think in the UK, it's actually the last show, I want to say, is actually close to the end of November. But the amount of competitors that will be in those shows post end of October will be relatively small because um, a lot of our, a lot of our finals over here are um, uh, sort of start of October to the end. But anyway, moving on to the subject of today's podcast. And what I figured this was really beneficial is that not many people for like first time competitors, but also like coaches in their early days, they don't know how a bodybuilding show categories are judged alongside maybe not knowing the criteria that well but what I figured is why not just do a podcast that speaks about 
kind of what typically judging is like, what it's about. Um, of course, it's sometimes different fed to fed and there's different systems. Like I know GPO this season are running a different system. Um, but typically how you would see uh, bodybuilding scored. And if, if you're not sure what that means, um, let's say, uh, let's take uh, an average judging panel um, of any show. There's typically about seven judges, right? Now, sometimes you may have seen like scorecards on um, online and you'll see like the first place athlete has a score of five. The second place athlete has a score of six. And you're like, how, how the fuck does that work when there were seven judges? So if we if we just look at um, how it's judging, I'll get into that in a second. There's different rounds. In old-fashioned bodybuilding, you've got like symmetry round, which is your quarter turns, muscularity round, and then some may say there's a third round free posing. Now, that's typically the old-fashioned way of how it's judged. Of course, not all categories have that. Some categories like bikini just have the quarter turns and that's it. So how they're judged to be a little bit different. But if we go back to the old-fashioned way, and let's say there is... Um, say seven judges they might think right said athlete they think is the best in the symmetry round the best so they're balanced upper body lower body they might find they think that they're the overall most muscled and then you could argue maybe the best conditioned uh, and then i think that the free pose around i actually don't think that's really a thing anymore if i'm honest because by that point let's face it if you when you get to the free pose which is the routines the results are done so it happens in those first those first couple, like the symmetry rounds and the muscular rounds. So you might find that judge uh, judge likes one athlete and they, they place them kind of first, first, first out of those three rounds. Uh, another judge might think that it's fir- first, first and second. Anyway, that sort of total score is, is added up, right? Now, once it's added up, all those, um, all those scores are then um, given to the head judge. And then what will what will happen is the highest and the lowest score will get eliminated. What that does is it just it gets rid of bias, right? So this is why if there was three typically a symmetry muscularity and a free posing round, then I've and I've said right that person I think is the winner, so I've given them a score of three because they're first in that round, first in that round, first in that round, and their total score for me is a three. Now let's say another judge has given them a four. They think they're first, first, and second. And then maybe my score at the whole judging panel is eliminated is the lowest. Well, that's that just gets eliminated. Now, of course, you can get um, some federations where just like the winner is unanimous uh, amongst all judges. So even though the the low score gets thrown out, the rest of the judging panel score is still the same, right? So they would get a score if there was five judges, then it, or seven judges, then the, sco- the 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 perfect score would be a five, because in most federations here in the UK anyway. They're not give, They're not. They're not telling you to place. They're not looking at a round one, round two, round three. For the the most part, they're just telling them, right? Well, who do you think's first? Who do you think second and third, etc., etc., etc. And that's where like we have to have an understanding of well, what are you looking at on stage? So I guess across all classes, right? Because level condition is different across all classes, isn't it? The number one thing that a judge is going to look for, in my opinion, is going to be balance and symmetry. Are you, do you have as much muscle up top as you do lower body? You know, if you are um, in figure, do you have that nice X frame? If you're in bikini, that hourglass shape or S shape, uh, C shape, whatever you want to call it. If you are a bodybuilder, you know, do you have uh, your quads as big as your your, your delts in your chest, etc., etc., etc. It's the first thing they look at. 
and I think this is sometimes why people can get really confused with um, the judging and I guess I want to just do a little bit about how to understand what uh, the the reasons why behind let's say in one week you'll have uh, let's say um, let's just use a typical federation like a PCA and you'll look at the winners um, let's say it's in tone figure or athletic figure whatever and you'll think right oh, first girl's really lean wow that second girl's really soft the girl on third's really fucking peeled the next week they're all soft the next week after that they're all fucking peeled what you have to remember is like the judges have a criteria of the chosen class but they have to work with what is in front of them Right, so they have like a gold standard criteria, right? This is the perfect athlete. And then it's whoever shows up on the day. So if everyone that shows up on the day is really lean and they don't need to be, and they typically that class would be a little bit softer look, well, they still have to place who's there. But what you'll get some people do, and this is coaches, and I can pull my hands up and say I used to do this as coaches, is that or I used to do this way back in the day, sorry, is that I then say, right, that's what that's what they want for that class. And then go ahead and get your athletes like that. You put your athlete in a show, they get fucking spanked, and you think, oh, but it's so confusing. They, how 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 do we know how, what they want, blah, blah. Well, it, it's really obvious. See if you want to know how what the judges want, right? Pick a federation and go to every single regional that they have. You should see a common trend between how the winners look. And then you'll know, like, okay, Naba, Fix, like, girls really soft in bikini. You think, right, okay, PC, I like them a little bit sharper, etc., etc. For me, the most consistent judging and accurate judging within the, um, within the UK is PCA. Like, if you go, the judging panel's often the same. Like Ryan's always the head judge. He's really consistent with his call-outs and the, the look that the look that he wants. I don't have any sort of affiliations with PC or any fed to, to that matter. But um, it's just the most consistent. But for me, the more I've learnt the criteria and understood it, the less problems I have with the result. Right? So let's take... Um, Let's take NFM UK Wales as an example, right? Stacia's class. Um, station, it was between Station 1 and a competitor. I think it was like five of them or something like that. Um, Stacia came second and the girl that was in first, right, you could have, it could have went either way. And as I'm standing there looking at the crowd, I'm like, of course I'm biased, so I'm going right. Stacia's a little bit tighter from the rear, like she's got a little bit of a Glenham separation, but um, not like, you know, she fits the, the criteria bang on. The girl, uh, the other girl had um, quite quite big chest, um, fake boobs, which made her waist look really small. Quite lean. Um, Stacia's posing, she was showing the judges a lot of her hips. And I was like, hmm, it was really hard to tell. So I'm looking at that going, right, before they've even announced the results, I go, right, I think Stacia's won because, well, I just think I, I know my shit, right? But I says, but if, if she doesn't come second, I can understand why. And they gave the girl first and stage second. I was like, right, well, okay, that's just the look that they favoured, right? And then the next day, some sort of things happens. Her posing was better, but again, the girls that placed above her, um, 
had a little bit of a bigger chest uh, or fake boobs. And you may be wondering, Levon, why you mentioned that. Well, uh, the heart, like, as you move up the regionals in the UK and you get to this sort of level, a lot of the girls that kind of do well in um, bikini, sometimes even figure, I suppose you could argue, mostly bikini, like, will have fake boobs. And, and what that does is, if they have peachy glutes, it, it makes their waist look a little bit smaller. Right, and the girl on the the, Friday, uh, the Saturday show, sorry, she had a little bit of a bigger lat as well. Um, and that just, you know, that was the way it went. Um, and that's what you've got to know is that sometimes, um, sometimes you may lose by a point, right? And this is where you'll never know unless you see the scorecards of, right, okay, well, the person in first place, let's say they had six points and the person in second place had seven then that's like that's one point in it. So for bikini, like how are they judging that if there's none of this free rims, uh, symmetry rims, and free posing, blah blah. Well, technically you could say there is free posing because there's eye walks, right? Um, so they might not have a a muscular <laughs> a muscularity rims, you could say. Um, but they'll mostly the judges what what they're going to be looking at there is as I said before, are they symmetrical? How muscled are they? I don't think anyone's winning on a muscularity contest in bikini. The girls are very much like, the girls that do well are of a, of a similar size. That class is not about getting bigger. Um, are they conditioned? Who's who's more conditioned than the, than the other one? Uh, but remember, there's a level to it, so you can't be too lean. If you're too lean, you'll get scored down. And the person that's a bit softer will be scored higher than you. Um, and of course, the posing. And that's just, the, the posing was where I think that um, Stacey just got nipped on. You know what I mean? Um... I think you know that the results that Chris was in were were very fair. I think that is, uh, he came third in the pro bodybuilding. I think that could have went either way with second place. The guy in first was the winner. He was the biggest. But again, for me, like a, a quote that hit home a couple of years ago, um, I had Dan Welborn on the podcast. Those of you who don't know Dan Welborn, he is an incredibly successful coach within the UK and mostly works with um, figure and bikini athletes. Uh, we were chatting. Uh, I don't think we said this on the podcast. We said this off podcast. It was on a console call, and we're speaking about the fight. It was the figure criteria specifically. And he said, "Vaughn, he says when people line up on stage and they go through the poses, he says you just know who's the winner and know who looks better." Do you know what I mean? When he when he said that, I went, "Yeah, you're right." You know, you could sit here and you could talk about scorecards and talk about rims and blah blah, but sometimes you just sit there and you just go, "Fuck, that girl's the winner. That guy's the winner." Or whatever it is, um, and it comes through experience. And again, like going to shows for me, like over the years, I I think back to twenty twenty one, getting sort of raging because maybe a result didn't go a certain way. And then when I think back to it now, and I look at the stage shows, and I go, "Oh, that was fair," just because I understand it, right? Because I'm under, I'm more understanding of the criteria. Of which each each category wants not only each category but each category within each federation, and knowing what what f- different federations want, I think is a big one. But also just knowing that like in bodybuilding, like not everything goes your way. In a sport that's objective, one nil, you know, football or forty love tennis or, or whatever sport it is, it's easier to accept losing because you just you've been beat because it's an objective game. Whereas when it's subjective it's harder and hurts people's pride. But understanding that if there's a close decision it didn't go your way, like that's okay that it's not your day, but it might be 
someone else's day. And if it is, like, don't tarnish that. See the amount of times, like, I've been a lot of shows over the years, even this season. See, at times I've seen, like, someone in second or third place, like, have an absolute face of thunder because they got second or third and they didn't win. I just think it's, I think, I think, I think it's shocking. Like, you want to be humble in victory and, and gracious in defeat, right? Um, but not many people are. I think that there's a standard out there that has evolved, and I think it's a lot to do with Instagram, that anything short of winning is failure. Now, I think it's great, and I, I even have these conversations with clients that we, we aim to win, we want to win, that's the goal. And anything short of that is coming up short, but coming up like second place, just because someone, like, honestly, I've been there, like, I've been backstage and someone shows up and I go, fucking hell, well, he's winning. Or I see people coming and go, fucking hell, she's the winner. Like, that's not failure in your journey if someone shows up that's just fucking amazing. It's just, just bodybuilding. Because one day, you'll be that person that shows up that's that's fucking amazing. So if, if you do get awarded second place, smile, shake cans, be gracious... And then, when you're with your family, your coach, you're behind closed doors, then be upset, then be spiteful, then talk talk shit, like, in private. But don't be going backstage, face of thunder, grumping, fucking throwing your medals in the bin, throwing your medals on the floor, like, it's so disrespectful to everyone else backstage. Think of the people that, like, think of the person that came fourth, the person that got fourth place and got handed a British invite and had to walk back to the stage... They would fucking give anything to be in your shoes. Absolutely anything. But not only that, like, judges will remember. Like, judges are people too. They have Instagram too. They, they, they're there every single week. And they'll remember if someone was, like, sour on stage. Whereas, because they will remember you, if you keep showing up, same federation, same set of judges, or, you know, it doesn't need to be the same fed, but you keep showing up and you consistently do it, year in, year out, and you get better and you get better and you get better, that is recognised. And sometimes when there's a close call, like that can go your way. So let's say, if I go back to the start of the podcast and say, right, Vaughn, well, what if all the judges have scored, they've then been handed to the head judge, the head judge has eliminated the highest and lowest score, and it's a tie. If that is the case, it is then down to the head judge's decision. Right? Now, I think there's always going to be a human element to this sport. There has to be, right? So let's take this scenario by which there's two athletes on stage, the score's the same, and I'm sitting there as the head judge, and the guy on my left is a guy I've seen compete for the past three years. He's got better, he's got better, he's got better. When he first started years ago, he didn't place, he didn't do well, but he came back, this next year he placed, he came out the year after, he won, kept the year after that one overall, and now, boom, here he is, in the running for a sword or in the running for his pro card or whatever then the guy on my right I remember him from two weeks ago he showed up got second place and he walked off in a huff he threw his medal at the back of the stage now for as much as I'm as, as I'm judging I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm being unbiased and I'm fucking looking at the balance and the symmetry and the condition and the muscular blah blah who do you think I'm going to favour? you don't even need me to say it Right, you know I'm going to be favouring the guy that's been humble. He's got better. He's you know a good sport. Blah blah. 
and that's the way I'm going to go. And if there's anyone out there that tells me otherwise, that that's how that's how how some some decisions are made. You're a fucking liar, and you don't know this game whatsoever. It's like what a lot of people have a problem with. I have zero problem with this, by the way. A lot of people have a problem with like, oh, well, so and so's a judge at that federation, and all their clients do well at that federation. So it's politics and it's fucking load of shite, and that's why they win. No, it's not right. Usually, in that instance. That judge has been doing it for a long ass fucking time, knows that federation's criteria, bang on. So obviously anyone that wants to compete in the CMD well is going to go there. And they have a bunch, a full roster of winners and people think it's politics when it's not. However, again, think of the human element of this, right? Again, think of the judge, right? Head judge got scorecards. Scorecards, um, the highest and lowest have been eliminated to eliminate bias. And then two athletes are on stage and... Um, the athlete to my left, uh, or my left and right, they're equally good. They're both muscular, both condition is spot on, they pose really well. The one on the left, however, I know is, you know, say a judge's client. That judge maybe isn't at the show, isn't judging, uh, or they're in the crowd shouting their athlete on. The person on the right, I've never seen before. They look fucking amazing though, but I, I can't separate them. How do I do it? Well, fuck, I'm, I know the guy on the left. I, I know the guy on the left's coach. I like that guy. Like I like that guy's coach. We're friends on Instagram. You know, judges for the feds, good guy. Boom, I'm going his way. And that's the way it goes. Like, if it's a, if it's a split decision, that like a, a seven-panel judge, highest and low scores eliminated, five judges, they cannot separate you. Someone has to make a decision. And it... Like, the only time it would be unbiased is if the head judge has no fucking clue who either one is, and they just, they're going to go off of who they just like the look of better on that day. And that could be different. Like, one week, the same federation, someone a little bit sharper wins. The next week, same federation, someone a bit bigger wins, a bit softer. And people just go, well, how is that? How does that work? How do we know what to want? Well, a lot of time, especially look at, like, IFBB abroad, like maybe say Jack Sullivan's consistent in regards to going, but the other judges are maybe sometimes different. The look that they want in Spain versus the look they want in Italy versus the look they want in France. That same thing applies over here, right? But again, it could just be let's say there was a show where a lot of the competitors were just bigger, right? So on the day on the split decision, I'm going to go with the bigger guy. Let's say there's a different show where the majority of people on the day are just sharp then just naturally in the back of my head, I'm just going to be going more favouring towards a sharper guy, or Giddle, you know, I've been using guys, I've been using guys as this example, but hopefully you just understand what I mean, like let that, for the same example of kind of knowing a judge, well, let's say there's two bikini girls on stage, and I just like, I can't separate them, they both like have hourglass figure, big glutes, big delts, pose really well, really feminine, make like makeup's good, hair's good, tan's good, bikini's good, blah, 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 how do I separate them? It's like, well, which 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 look do I prefer personally as the head judge? Or do I know one of them? You know, or know one of their people who they're coached by, blah, blah. And you can call that politics, you can call it whatever it is, but that's part of the sport. And if you don't accept the sport, then you shouldn't just be you shouldn't be in this game. And of course, understand when you get to that point, you're just incredibly unlucky. However, you should never let, let that deter you because of like a loss deter you because you just have no idea sometimes if you've lost by a point or two. But I, like, I, when I'm there... I'm able to tell my athletes. I'll say that was really close. 
or even still, like I've said this year to some of my clients, I've been like, yeah, they won pretty easy, or they won fair and square. Like that was, that decision was fair, and that's just, that's just the way it is. That's kind of judging through and through. I think if you are an athlete and you are, um, think oh well, that's a load of fucking bollocks. Like don't bother competing. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like that's just the way it is. Or or understand that sometimes in this game and in many games you have to just pay your dues pay your dues and climb the ranks climb the ranks like in, in most federations if you compete regularly and you compete consistently year in year out or every other year like the same judges are going to be sticking around they will recognize you you will climb the ranks like decisions will go your way but they'll only go your way if you know two years ago when they didn't go your way you were you were cool about it and you were fine about it just because there was a split decision you know what i mean that's the and then that sense, you never let that knock you. You just think, right, we'll come back the next week. Like, let's say let's say you just lost in the overall. Come back the next week and fucking see if it happens again. Come back the week after, see if it happens again. Because I guarantee there'll be one of the days that it does go your way. You see this a lot of time with people trying to win their IFBB Pro card. Like, they've done, like, 10 Pro Callers and it happens on the 10th one. Right, when it could have happened on the 4th. It could happen on the 6th. It could happen on the 7th. They were so close on the 8th. Missed out on the ninth, tenth, boom, right place, right time, right size, just boom. That's what they wanted. That's what makes bodybuilding hard or harder to sometimes understand if you're not in it. As an athlete, what people say is, I'm gonna get the judges' feedback. I'm gonna get the judges' feedback. I always say, like, don't even bother. Don't even bother, right? If they're my athletes, I'm there ninety nine percent of the time. And I could I know going into the show what we already need to work on maybe in an off season. From the results, I could explain exactly why a result happened. Like, so for example, um, let's take Stacia's result a couple weeks ago, right? It wasn't a case of, oh, if you had bigger delts and bigger glutes, you would have won. That wasn't the case. Like, it was just that if she'd posed maybe a bit differently, I don't even know that would have just changed the look that they wanted. They just favoured that, that girl in first place. That that was it. That was the like, That was the feedback from that show. For her to be better overall, as in like to um, get up to sort of British standard level, British champ standard level, that's where she she wants to go, she has to be a bit bigger, you know? So that was, I already said that, like when she won the overall GP, I was like, you just need to be a bit bigger to get to to be a British champ in like the next couple of years. So I'd given that feedback, so why did she need to get feedback, right? Or then when she got it... um, uh, one of the federations in the UK, the PCA, they're brilliant. They actually they just email you out feedback straight away. Sometimes what will happen is um, the judges will sort of mark their, um, do their marks, but then one judge will be given the role of emailing feedback out or not even one of the judges on the panel. It could be, so for example, PCA start sending it out uh, fairly quickly. Like by the, by, by the time the show's even, not even done, there's already feedback going out. So then there's someone else giving out feedback based on photographs. But sometimes, if you or, or let's say a judge is maybe it's middle of the week and they, they say right, you're in charge of this uh, giving feedback for this category. They're going off photographs and they're maybe you know they're on the day. It's different when you're there on the day and you can see the transitions and you can see them move, how the muscle bellies are, how the condition is, blah blah blah. Where sometimes the photo doesn't tell that doesn't really tell the full picture. But your coach should know. Your coach should know. And this year. I've been able to contextualise results to athletes as to why they've happened when they've not went their way, and then they have, and every athlete's been absolutely fine with it. Don't get me wrong, like, there's times where it's been absolutely gutting 
that they've come second. And and I've had to go backstage and say, look, this totally sucks to say, but that was fair. Or I'll just say, look, this is shite, but this is just how today's went. Nothing we could have done would have changed this. You couldn't oppose any better, blah, blah. It's just the way it is. And they've often gotten over that and they've come back and they've fucking won overalls the next day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it just helps being there. So my suggestion would be, don't bother getting the judges' feedback. Like, Get feedback from your coach on as to why why maybe they thought the result the way it was. Make sure your coach is there. Um, know what you need to improve on before you even go into your few, first few shows. Like if if you're thinking in your head, right, I'm going to come back and do this, you're going to do this season after season. Well, going to that first season, you should kind of have a new idea, right? An idea in your head, well, I'm probably going to need to be a bit bigger next season or more conditioned or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so hopefully hopefully this helps give a more sort of understanding to how how bodybuilding judging is scored, but then also like how sometimes split decisions are are perhaps made. Um, I do feel there's a, there's a human element, and I think that there's no, like there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the nature of the sport, and I, I'm very accepting of it. And I think that if you, you need to be, um, that's just it. But what people will do is they get their egos hurt and burst. You know, maybe this is what often happens, right? Someone like doesn't place in the federation. And then they badmouth the Fed, and then they badmouth like the judges on that panel, saying, "Oh, the judges don't know what they're talking about," or the only reason that those athletes placed above me is because so and so is their coach, and so and so is their coach. I'm just like, that's not often the case, and those outbursts tend to come from people. Let's face it, that are for a better word, fucking shite. Um, you'll never see someone of high, high standard act that way when a result doesn't go their way they'll have like a certain level of decorum about them they may be internally absolutely gutted but they're respectful they shake hands they smile they walk out they walk out the hall and you wouldn't have known where they've placed that day that in my eyes is the mark of a true champion and someone that will do very well in this sport if you can't handle losing don't don't do bodybuilding because losing is part of the sport and I'll often say, from my experience, you got no idea what it's like to win until you've lost first. I didn't place in my first show. And then the second show I did three years later, I won. And I was very emotional after that. And I think the reason I was emotional was because I lost. Right, I didn't place in the first show. Um, so sometimes in this game, you've got to lose to really understand what it feels like to win. But if you are unsure, still unsure of uh, how bodybuilding is judging, want to know a bit more, guys, my, my DMs on Instagram are always open. Please do go over Instagram. Give me a follow, Prep Coach UK. Um, head over to our website, prepcoachuk.com. Um, a lot of our sort of free articles that are linked to these podcasts are on there as well. I'm still taking on clients. Um, for Not not really for this season anymore, but it'll be for, for next year. Next year is going to be a big, big year, um, even bigger than this year. This year, as it currently stands, we are... We're top of the UK there, thereabouts in regards to total um, total amounts of top threes and amateur scene. Um, not looking at you know there's some brands out there, prep coaching company brands that, that prep pros and stuff. You know I'm talking about just amateur bodybuilding scene here with the UK, and that's something I'm very proud to say. Um, and I can't wait for us to break the hundred top three marker, which we're seven away, and hopefully after this weekend we're only five away um, or four if there's an overall, which I reckon there will be. So. Keep your eyes peeled on Instagram, uh, and wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.